Hey there, sit down, make yourself comfortable, and grab a cup of tea. Welcome to the 81st episode of Teas Tea. Thanks for tuning in. Hi guys, welcome back. It's me, Thea, your host for Teas Tea Podcast. How have you been? For this week's tea talk, I am drinking some tea from, of course, the one and only Tela Teresita, although an unfortunate event occurred and it was that I was way too violent and aggressive when I opened the packet, so I ripped off um, like the string from the tea bag. So it's just a tea bag floating in my cup. Thankfully, it didn't like rip open because that would have been a tragedy. And the flavor for that is actually soda mesa. Soda mesa is like what you drink with like lunch or dinner, like the beverage you have or what you drink after to kind of bring the food down. And it's perfect because I just had lunch, had a nap, and now I'm recording. And as for the mug, it's from Southwest Osgur, which my dad brought to me from France. It's this store we've loved ever since we were little and it's a really beautiful mug. It's just a basic like white cylinder standard but it has a nice little rainbow and it says southwest osgur so let me set the scene for you guys it is a sunday afternoon i am in my bed i am wearing my pajamas my room is like super dark and actually quite hot (laughs) i've got my presentation pulled up in front of me it's just been a sunday there's no other way to describe it i've been you know working and getting things done in the morning and this afternoon is dedicated to the pod so i am really excited for this episode as you can tell it is a q a and it's not being released on a sunday like the past 13 q a's have and that is due to the fact that i have taken a decision normally i would do one q a each month and make it a bonus episode on the first sunday of the month so you would get an extra episode aside from the guaranteed like once every thursday but given like my current rhythm of life which i'll talk a little bit more in the life update um that was kind of impossible <laughs> um so i decided that For the time being, I'm going to stop releasing the bonus episodes on Sunday and just continue with like the regular episodes every Thursday and shift that so that the first Thursday of each month turns into a Q&A. And I feel like that's a good decision because the Q&As were ending up really long. They were ending at about the same length of a regular episode. So I'm just going to do that shift for now, maybe in the future when my schedule clears up a bit more. I'll be able to like return to making those extra bonus episodes but for now um, you'll continue having like the standard episodes every Thursday and don't worry because the Q&A's will not be forgotten they will still be a vital part of the ST so I hope you understand I just wanted to make that little like public distinction here (laughs) so yeah with that being said let's continue with the episode So for the life update, I have so much to say. It's been like two weeks since I recorded a solo episode because last week was a guest episode. Um, And I feel like my life is completely different. So much has changed. Like you can ask my sister, she can tell you that I'm not the same person. I have not been up to the same things. And I feel like that really just, you know, my my hot girl listen to my episode on hot girl summer because hot girl summer did not end when summer ended i'm back in school and everything but i'm very much continuing to live the hot girl summer lifestyle so my life motto has very much been yolo the past two weekends for me have been absolutely insane you know last weekend i went to here in colombia we have these things called fincas which are basically like holiday houses outside of the city and they're really fun to go to with like friends and family so i went to one with some friends 
and last night i had like a costume party so it's just been i've been doing a bunch of really fun things and yeah just my life has shifted a bit you know i it, it kind of i wouldn't say it was abrupt but so many things changed in such a short period of time like one day there was one change and then the next day there was another change and so now the life that i have in front of me is really different to what it once was and i'm really happy with it i feel like i'm living my best life my sister told me that i was definitely living like that senior life and that's exactly what i wanted so i'm just really happy with everything i have been up to and of course that has led me to fall behind in some aspects for instance with the whole bonus episode here on the podcast which frankly does bring me a lot of guilt but I know that I need to be realistic with myself and that I can't like overcommit. Like even having a podcast and releasing episodes at the rhythm that I do with like the consistency I do and just the commitment <laughs> um, because I haven't missed a single week in my entire time doing the podcast. Even that is just like a huge commitment. So whether or not I release an extra episode once every couple of Sundays, it's not that big a deal, but it just feels like a scar inside of me because it's like i'm taking a step down you know i'm not improving i'm deproving i don't know <laughs> um so there's a bit of resistance in that sense but i know that i would collapse if you know i continued um so i feel like it was maybe like a responsible decision and also in school i feel like it has been a bit of a struggle for me to keep up with everything because you know i feel like academics are more intense and we were warned that july and august in my school were going to be very very academic because from september onwards we take our national standardized tests and school kind of relaxes a little bit after that and also we've just got a bunch of like our senior events in those months so it's going to look a little bit different and that's why everybody's like really pushing us right now to make sure that we get like the important things out of the way so it's been like an academic challenge and that in conjunction with the fact that i've had less time and i'll explain more why i've had less time in a bit it just leads to like a bit of a snowball <laughs> so one of the reasons that i haven't had that much time has been as i mentioned before my social life which i have been giving a lot of love too and i feel like it's very much necessary because after intense weeks of so many hours studying and working hard in the weekend i just need to let loose a little bit do something like really fun really different and so that's why i have been like valuing so much my social life and just having those moments where i can escape you know be with different people do different things because i feel like that's what grounds me and that's kind of like the breath of fresh air and if i didn't have those moments in my life i would just be completely like drowned and like depressed and just feel like my life was kind of like a complete burden because studying is important and all of that but when you do it all day every day it loses like its charm you know so i feel like this balance that i'm building is really important for me so over the past few weeks i've definitely learned a lot about independence and prioritization overall like in my mom like my mom has been giving me more space and more freedom um so that's led me to like have to take up more responsibilities you know like in the house like doing more things and also just moving around the city i've been walking a lot on my own throughout the city and medellin is a pretty dangerous city so that has been like a newfound kind of like responsibility that i've been excited to exercise and also prioritization as i said there's so many things going on and so i really need to pick carefully who and what i'm giving my time to so which activities am i going to make sacrifices for and which ones i'm am i going to put on pause or on hold or minimize the rhythm or whatever and also with people you know as along the same lines like since i have reduced time i need to be very selective with who i'm going to be with or who i'm going to talk to in that time remaining and so like what friends i'm going to be with you know what what people i'm going to talk to so that has also just been 
I'd say an enriching experience because I'm happy with the choices I've made so far, like to a certain extent. So I feel like it's just my life has kind of been like on a test period this time. It's been challenging me. It's been hard. It's been stressful. But I feel like I've handled it as best I could with the abilities I had at the moment. Let's put it like that. And so some of the biggest like changes in my life were, well, for, for starters, I started taking some college courses in a local university that's called EAFIT. Um, and basically they have a program here that's called Pasantias, which can kind of be translated to like internships, I guess. And it's when you're in like your last years of high school, you can start taking college level classes with like college students and, you know, like be graded and all of that. And, you know, to like test if you actually like that major if you want to pursue it and if you end up studying there in the future then they can like not make you take those classes again so it's a really interesting experience that i had been looking forward to and i finally started it i'm doing physical engineering but the subject i'm taking is introduction to physics because what i actually want to do is astrophysics so this was like the most similar option and it has been such an incredible experience Earlier when I said that I was walking around the city, this was the main reason because I walk from my school to the university twice a week. And also like, you know, it's just, it's taught me so much because the campus itself, like I am a person who has a terrible sense of like location. I always get lost. So finding my way through campus and just navigating it has taught me a bunch. And also just like having this space, like all of these facilities, like this huge library you can go to, like these parks, these benches, you know, if you have like a certain amount of time at the university, then you can like go wherever you want and you can do whatever you want. So it's, it's felt like a lot of freedom and also the classes have been everything i wanted and more we're talking about all of these subjects that i care so much about and that genuinely excite me intellectually and i'm surrounded by people who like simulate me academically and like who push me out of my comfort zone and make me ask questions and so that has been like so eye-opening and it's also come with great responsibility because college classes obviously aren't the same as school classes so they require more preparation you know more intense work and all of that so I feel like it has definitely been something that pushed me and that I'm really excited about so that is like on one hand and on the other hand I'm secretary general of my model United Nations as I've talked a bit before on the podcast And our external model is coming up towards the end of this month. So that implies like a huge challenge because we're making a semi-virtual, semi-in-person model in times of COVID, you know, in a place that is a developing country, which doesn't have like that widely available vaccines, especially for younger people. So, you know, it was a risk like we're willing to take. And it's just, you know, if if planning a model United Nations itself is hard, it's even harder in the middle of a pandemic. So it's obviously required so much of my time, energy, you know, thoughts, you know, planning, organization, delegating, working with my team. It's been so exciting. It's something that I care about so much. And you know in the past month we've seen more things materialize in terms of that than we have in the past i don't know like eight months since we were elected so it's really mind-blowing to feel like how like everything we've worked for for the past almost year is finally like materializing in front of us i feel like that's like a wow moment And I'm just really happy about that. It obviously is stressful, but I feel like this has been my dream for so long. And it's one of my last major events in school. So I'm really excited about it. And I'm thankful to be living this experience with the people that I am living it with. I would love to like some of my, you know, like learnings from this in the future. But there has been so much that it contributed to me. That was a brief recap of what my life has looked like in the past few weeks. Uh, A lot has happened. I feel very different. But here I am, you know, kind of like 
walking you guys along what has happened and you'll learn more throughout like the episode and everything but as i said this is a q a so we're gonna start with the questions that i received from instagram this is the part of the episode where i shamelessly promote myself be sure to follow me at the ST podcast on instagram i'm very active on there and if you want to make part of like future q a's then that is the way to do so thanks to everybody who submitted questions as i always say q a's are like my favorite episodes so i love connecting with you guys and it was really exciting because i saw like new usernames and everything asking me questions so i felt like really excited about that and i hope i address your guys's questions in a useful way All right, so Osu says, talk about astrophysics. As I mentioned earlier, astrophysics is the career I want to pursue. And Osu already knows this, so that's why she sent me this question. In school, we actually have to make presentations about the careers we're going to go into. And it's kind of like an exercise to make sure that we do research, you know, what we're going to do with our lives. So I have started to work a little bit on that and I'm going to share a little bit of like what I've researched in that sense to talk to you guys about that and also just some of like my personal opinions. So I've got the presentation in front of me. So what is astrophysics? Simply put, astrophysics is the study of the physical behaviors of all the celestial bodies in the universe. Like its name indicates, it's a combination of astronomy and physics, but you're not viewing them as two independent disciplines. For instance, like if you double major in astronomy and physics, it's different to like majoring in astrophysics because astrophysics looks at it in a conjoint manner. For instance, if you were to double major independently in astronomy and physics, in astronomy, you would learn all about like mapping, you know, like the celestial bodies, you know, tracking them and, you know, identifying them, telescopes, all of that. But and on the other hand, you would be doing physics, like everything about physics, you know, physics like here on this planet, a little bit of physics in space, physics in like the atomic level, like everything. And then it would kind of be like up to you inside your brain to link those things together. Whereas astrophysics looks at them conjoint at once, like off the bat. So you're not like you're studying them like with the applied purpose of space. So you're studying the astronomical bodies, but you're studying like their physical behaviors so how you know they move how gravity impacts them you know the density of space you know the fact that the universe is constantly like expanding like all the different galaxies and just the celestial bodies and how they behave on a physical level and it is true that for instance if you were just to do astronomy you would like obviously learn so much about physics but astrophysics is more applied like off the bat like specifically dedicated to combining those two disciplines in a more profound way so basically astrophysics studies like the physical constitution the formation and the evolution of celestial bodies and astrophysics seeks an explanation to the phenomena that are observed at a cosmic level through theoret like physical theories its purpose is to find a way to explain in physical terms the phenomena that are observed by astronomers. So that's where the difference really lies. Maybe astronomers can simply like identify certain things and know that they exist, but physics can go a little bit further and try to understand why it works that way. So that's like how the combination works. And astrophysics is a really relevant field of study today. Um, the majority of astrophysicists continue working like in their field, and so with that, you can eventually go into work with like, you know, academics and like research and all of that stuff, um, the government or also like different ways of like protocol of astrophysics, which I'll talk a bit more about later. 
and it's really relevant because since you develop like so amazing skills in computers and in analysis and in problem solving you can become like a really attractive point um for like the labor force because you have like all of these incredible skills that are really useful today and you can go into research you can go into like pure physics you can go into data science programming geology engineering and my specific goal is the united nations office of outer space affairs and i'll go a bit more depth into that in the next question which is about like <laughs> my dream job um but yeah that's like a general scope on astrophysics i've noticed that a lot of people don't know what astrophysics is personally like i don't know anybody personally <laughs> that has studied astrophysics but i feel like the name is pretty intuitive and hopefully after this you get a bit more of a grasp on like what it is so you're probably thinking to yourself wow that you love space then so why won't you study like one of the more generic space careers for instance um aerospace engineering so i've had like a tricky relationship with this i know that i would not want to do any engineering and it's because i've had like a really interesting discussion with this and engineering it's like mission is to innovate and innovating isn't something that makes me so passionate i know that regardless of what i do i'm gonna have to innovate innovate is innovation is what keeps the world turning but i wouldn't want to go into a job that i feel like my pressure and my mission to do it well is to constantly be thinking of different ways to do things i feel like that overwhelms me a little bit and i know that when you become experienced in a field you come with like the resources to be able to create new things but that just weird it doesn't weird me out but it makes me kind of like uncomfortable and not in the sense that like you need to push yourself to be better but just in the sense that like i don't think this would fulfill me so that's why engineering is something that kind of i admire engineers that do their job well but i don't think i could be one of them and the thing is many people don't realize this because engineering the engineering field is kind of becoming stuck because a lot of engineering hasn't doesn't continue exercising technology and innovation it simply become a technique where you like mass produce things and you continue doing things on like a massive scale in the same way instead of finding new ways to innovate and people have just kind of gotten used to that and they don't realize that they're leaving like their engineering mission um so that is why i wouldn't want to necessarily go into it and i consider it considered it for a long time because people are always like if you like numbers and you need to go into engineering it's like right off the bat the first thing you would want but after realizing this i learned that it probably wouldn't be the best for me and i also just discovered that i have a really profound love for like the pure sense of things just like the pure theory like you know like yeah just like learning in terms of like theoretical things and just learning like what we've done so far and sure what can we do in the future but i feel like just grasping like you know the theory and i love how physics overlaps so much with philosophy and so i think that is a much better fit for like my personality and it's something that i would be much happier working in and so that's why i kind of like eliminated engineering and more specifically why i eliminated like aerospace engineering is because i know that i don't want to develop like the rockets or the satellites or the rovers or whatever that go into space i don't want to think about you know how much energy this needs to like take off you know how it's going to do to land you know how it's going to like disembody how it's going to you know latch off like one like one part of it how it's going to come back to earth like i don't care for those things that much but i'd much rather study like the natural bodies in space and also go a bit more into space regulations and space law which i'll talk about more later and not so much like necessarily working in the nasa you know like figuring out how we're gonna send um these things into space like i realize that, that isn't what moves me so much 
And yeah, so I feel like every day I've kind of reaffirmed my passion in astrophysics through like simple little things. For instance, watching documentaries. I watched the National Geographic documentary on the Apollo missions and I literally got goosebumps the whole time and I was like, this is what makes me excited. You know, learning about space is what I want to do, is like where I want to focus my energy. So that was an indicator of, you know, I think I'm making the right decision. And also just in my college classes, I love the conversations that come up in the classroom, like talking about time and space and relativity, like if that's what I'm going to do, like in all of my classes, like heck yeah. <laughs> and just like having like really practical conversations about what physics looks like, you know, how you can see it around you because that's what it is. Physics is all around us. And so I feel like understanding that makes me so excited. And I really just have learned to like heal my relationship with it and learn that physics is much more than the grade you get on an exam. It's living it and it's seeing everything around you and it's being able to have a conversation that is challenging and then apply it into your life and see those phenomena occur around you. So I feel like I, I've i developed to become like really compatible with this and it excites me. Like yesterday I was literally like folding clothes and I was like, duh, like of course I'm gonna do astrophysics. Like it couldn't have been any other way. Like thinking like, in my growth in high school and you know even before and just like all of my interests and like the potential i had and like what i'm gonna be i feel like duh like of course you're gonna do this like it's the perfect fit i don't know i just i really come to fall in love with my decision no i loved it like from the beginning <laughs> um but it's it continues to be something that excites me and that i feel like not necessarily that i'm gonna be like gifted at from day one and that i'm like super good at but i feel like it's something that i care enough about to push myself you know so thanks for the question um it gave me quite some things to talk about and there are many more things that i would have loved to say but for the purpose of this episode i'm gonna like move on but thanks for this question i absolutely loved it and hopefully you know more about astrophysics now <laughs> tatiana says describe your dream job so as i mentioned before my dream job is to work in the united nations office for outer space affairs so um the united you know so <laughs> let's call it that I, don't, I know how to pronounce it spanish but i think in english you would say it like that um is basically a branch of the united nations which started you know with um the space race after the cold war right so it basically has the purpose of regulating space and that has become really relevant because as you know people started to explore space it's kind of like what happened when people started to explore the ocean you know people felt like everybody was entitled to it and so they kind of did whatever they wanted and it contaminated the ocean it damaged the ocean the ecosystems and you know it, it put it at risk so the way i see it now that we're more and more like endeavoring in space then we need to put regulations in that sense and we need to take care of it and protect it and exploit it in a good way so that means that regulations will become very important in terms of like space debris and space contamination and you know like life like the utility the like like lifespan of the things that we send into space and also potentially like when we start going to other planets like how are we going to exploit them how how much are we going to be allowed to have of them you know like all of those important questions that are rising like they're paving the way for loopholes because they're not entirely defined so it's up to the UNOSA and other organisms to regulate it and kind of like make agreements upon the international community and another one of UNOSA's missions is to guarantee international cooperation for space so that means 
to make space accessible for everybody and to not make it just like a privilege for wealthy nations but to guarantee that every country even developing countries can enjoy the benefits of space exploration and space investigation and research so that means like making alliances between different countries and you know like funding developing countries so that they can do their research and stuff like that so I think this is the perfect fit for me because it combines my passions for diplomacy and space and numbers. So I'm secretary general of my school's model United Nations, as I said before, and I've always had like this desire of a part of me to go into like human rights or international law or something like that and work with the United Nations. But I felt like if I did that, I would be leaving behind like my passion for numbers and all of that. But I found that the United Nations Office on Outer Space Affairs allows me to combine that perfectly because you will be working in diplomacy, but with the more specific focus of space, which obviously requires like so much math and like theoretical knowledge in that sense. And the interesting thing about the United Nations Office on Outer Space Affairs is that you've got people in like coming from different fields. For instance, the current director, Simonetta Di Pippo, studied astrophysics, but you've got people that did aerospace engineering and you've even got people who did space law. Yes, that's a thing. This is where I learned space law existed. So I feel like it really converges. Like all of my interests are like commonly found here and I couldn't tell you exactly what a day in the life inside the United Nations Office on Outer Space Affairs looks like, but what I do want to share with you guys is kind of like this little scheme of how it works and like kind of um, the ranks of jobs that you can find there. So this is like a visual scheme. It's called the UNOSA organizational chart. You can find it online if you want to look at it because um, it's kind of like a map and I can't <laughs> explain all of that with words, but you've got the director and you've got like the office of the director and those are linked to the senior advisor on space science and education. And then you've got like different like organisms, like focuses. So there's the committee policy and legal affairs section, which obviously goes a little bit more into like the nitty gritty of the regulations. And then you've got the space application section. So that's more of like what you can use space for, you know, like what can you do up there? <laughs> and then you've got the executive secretariat, ICG. And then you've got UN Spider, which has offices in different places in Beijing, in Bonn and in Vienna. So as you can tell, this is very much like the intersection between like the political side of things and like the regulations, but also space. So what uh, the UNOSA needs oftentimes is like people who have like specific um, like knowledge in those senses, you know, like experts in space or in aerospace engineering, like experts in those things to advise the leaders of nations into like what they can do you know oftentimes obviously a president won't know how space works entirely so these people to kind of like answer their questions in that sense and it goes back to their mission of like international cooperation and regulations so ladies and gentlemen that is what the united nations office on outer space affairs is we're going to be having a committee on this in my school's local united nations so if you're in the area feel free to join us but I'm very excited to continue learning about this. Super passionate, love the mission, love the idea, hope to be there one day. <laughs> and thanks for pushing me to talk about my dream job. I really love it. Dancing with a Fairy asks, do you believe we're all on earth for a reason? And the answer is yes, 100%. And I feel like putting the pressure on we're all on here for one reason is a little bit big. But I feel like you can be on Earth for a lot of small reasons. And even if it is just to like teach one person a lesson or change one person's life, which isn't necessarily like a lifelong mission, I feel like that is a purpose. Like that is one of the reasons you're here on Earth. I feel like we we have like different missions mapped out for us and we 
execute them as we live. But I do think that is full of intentionality. I do think that is predetermined. I don't think it's just like, oh, you know, like here you are on planet Earth. Let's see what you do. I feel like it all goes like so much more beyond. But even so, like, I feel like we all have an underlying like motive and it's that we're all here to have fun, essentially. Like, you know, you can have like all of these different missions and help all of these different people. But ultimately, I feel like what everybody wants in life is to have fun, to have a good time, to be happy, to love, to live, to have these experiences. You know, I feel like that's what we all crave. And yeah, like, hell yeah, like that's our mission here. And it doesn't have to be seen as like this selfish thing. I feel like life is beautiful and we're here to enjoy it. So like yes like i feel like that's everybody's mission but we also have like specific different missions as well my mama says and it's not like just like her magical idea like it's like (laughs) there's like books on this concept but it basically says that like your soul chooses the family you're going to be born into and what you're going to teach them before like you're born so if you like believe those types of things i feel like that is a really interesting way to analyze it and i feel like it's so clear like we all have this thing or these things that we come to do and i don't feel like it's necessarily about like having it clear in your mind but just like following the path to do it i feel like at the age of 17 i need to be like what's my mission here i just need to live my life and see where it takes me and one at one point like i feel like i've accomplished some of my missions so far So I can look back and be like, I helped this person overcome this obstacle. Like that's one of my missions on planet earth and I already did it and there are more to come. But I feel like it doesn't need to be like this one big thing. You know, life is lots of small things. I actually love this topic. You know, I link this very much with destiny inside of my head. So if you want to hear me talk about that more, you can listen to my episode on my theory on the human existence and also an episode that I did with Osu where we talked about how everything happens for a reason because i like share some like a lot of my perspective on this in those episodes so i'm not going to go too much in depth here right now but the way i see it is that life is a puzzle and we all fit in together and when i say that we fit in it's like who you are but like what your mission so you know how like puzzles have like little holes where another piece goes in i feel like the that is like you holding another piece's hand and I feel like the mission that we have a lot of the time is based on like helping other people or being with other people. So it's kind of like you're holding hands with these other people and that kind of like represents your mission with them. And I feel like, you know, oftentimes like the traditional puzzles have like four limits, like one on top, underneath and to the sides. And so that specifically represents how like you have like you don't just have one mission, you have multiple missions. And there wouldn't be like any corner pieces because the amount of people like are infinite or like so big. So it'd be like an infinite puzzle that doesn't have any edges like the universe itself. I just really feel like interactions and thus life because to me, the fundament of life are human reactions and like interactions with nature and animals and all of that. All of that depends on how all of us work together, you know? who you help who you talk to who you engage with i feel like that is the core of human existence and i've said it many times but i continue to believe it i feel like we're all here like in a collaborative sense and our purpose is how do you say inextricably like i don't know that word like linked to like those around us i hope my answer made sense but in short yes i do believe we're all here for a reason thanks for that incredible question 
Edie asks, how to balance schoolwork with prioritizing quality time with all of your friends and family? I love this question because it's something that I navigate every single day. And for me, it is very much summed up in one word, and that is instinct. Once again, YOLO. (laughs) I feel like I've had a very big evolution with this because when I was like in seventh grade, my life was school, 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 school. But as I grew up, I started to seize more opportunities and take more risks with people, you know? And just, you know, like seeing the importance of spending time with your loved ones. And so that led me to be spontaneous. For instance, if one day I arrived from school and I have a tough exam, the next day my mom's like, hey, do you want to go to the supermarket with me? I'll be like, okay, sure. Like I'll go with the supermarket to you. And when I get back, I'll study and I'll study well. But saying yes to things that can be opportunities for you to spend quality time and make memories. And this is what works for me because I trust myself. And I know that I can go to the supermarket, be present in that moment, spend quality quality time with my mom, but then when I get back, I will study with the amount of rigor that, you know, the exam deserves and that I will do it with dedication and that it won't be like a burden for me because I really think that you can do both. It's not mutually exclusive. It's not like you can have a good life or you can do well in school. Like you can have both. It's just a matter of figuring it out and in my case that has looked like a lot of doing things in advance so i'll like study for the exams that i have throughout the week in the weekend before so that way like during the week i have less of a load and i can have more time for like spontaneous things or just things that come up or other aspects of my life not necessarily just school And the truth is that saying yes to things when you have like other commitments or other important things sometimes can be a form of self-sabotage. Like, yes, I will admit, sometimes I have said yes to spontaneous plans with people that I love because I want to escape the other big important thing I have to do. And obviously that's not what you want it to turn into. You don't want it to turn into like kind of, um, here we call it like a muletija, like your go-to to escape from something because that would become like unhealthy, but just as I said, like, learn to trust yourself, and, you know, sometimes you do need, like, little escapes, like, little breaths of air, like, that's okay, but just as long as you make sure that you go back to the other thing that matters, because they both matter equally, but just make sure that you don't, like, avoid one and kind of, like, disguise it as prioritizing another aspect of your life, when really you're just, like, self-sabotaging and running away from things. It's important to, like, see the difference there, and you're the only one who can tell. So for me, it's really become like a question of what can you postpone? For instance, in the example of the supermarket, like my mom's going to the supermarket right now, but I can study at whatever given time I want as long as it's before the exam. So like technically, like I could go to the supermarket, which is something that can't be moved and the study session, which can be moved because it depends solely on myself. I can push that later. And if I think it's a viable option that will allow me to do both things well, then make the necessary adjustments, you know? And also it's asking yourself, what will have the most significant impact on your life? Will you remember the day you went to the supermarket with your mom and you had an ice cream afterwards and you talked about, you know, like your concerns or you lifted something off your chest or you opened up about something or the day you were studying in your house and, you know, it wasn't like that eventful. And that's not to say that studying isn't important and it won't contribute to your existence because of course it will. I mean, like I'm one to talk, (laughs) Um, but I feel like, as I said, like for me, the human like life is so much about interactions with other people. And I would never want to look back in my past and think I spend my entire like high school career stuck in my house instead of, you know, spending time with the people that I love. And again, like it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. Like you can do both. It's just a matter of how you're going to administrate it. 
it really becomes a matter of balance. As I said, you know, rearranging things. Maybe you don't get the time to study for this one thing this day, so you push it tomorrow. And, you know, maybe, you know, like things will come up. Life is spontaneous. You can't plan everything. But it's just making sure that you're giving, like, both parts of your, both aspects of your life equal attention. And equal attention doesn't necessarily mean the same amount of hours. It just means something proportional. Maybe one hour of, social interaction can fill up your tank and so that's all you need whereas for an exam you need three hours to prepare for it you know it doesn't necessarily mean like the equal amount of time it means that according to your to your necessities it's proportional and you really don't want to feel guilt in that sense if you say yes to going to the supermarket with your mom then be present in in that time the worst you can do for yourself is feel regret in that moment and think to yourself oh i should have stayed home studying i should have done this i should have done this because you made a decision so stick to that decision own up to it and make the best of what you have don't feel regret don't feel guilt when you get home you'll study you'll do whatever you need to do but for now enjoy the present moment that you chose to spend with this person and even if you didn't choose to spend it and you were kind of forced like make the most of that make the most of what you do have be opportunistic in that sense (laughs) listen to my episode on making peace with the past if you want to learn more about that (laughs) so yeah really just commit yourself to being present in whatever you're doing you know if you're studying then study with your heart and soul into it you know put on music in the background you know get yourself like a cup of coffee you know make it fun for yourself like take pretty notes or whatever but if you're out and about then be present talk to the person next to you don't go on your phone don't you know get distracted just be fully submerged in what you're doing that's the best gift you can give to yourself and also if you're worried about like how like you're like i don't have time to do all of those things then think of it in a more practical way like you can definitely kill two birds with one stone for instance things like meals you have to eat like duh so why not combine eating which is like a bodily function with spending time with someone you love you know like going out to eat with somebody or having like a good conversation over dinner with your family like you you can do both of those things at once because either way you were gonna eat so you might as well you know make the most out of it and add something else into the picture you know or for instance with studying like you're probably thinking like i have to study like there's no alternative then find a way to make a study date you know get together with a friend at a library or at a coffee shop and study together or for instance what i do with my sister sometimes we'll both go to the dining room together and we'll sit there in complete silence each one is grinding on her own but we enjoy each other's company and if we find something fun or interesting we can tell it to the other person and then go back to our own individual work you know finding ways to combine it in your life so that it doesn't seem like Ugh, how am I going to fit in this, you know, chunk of time with my friends? I don't have time for it and you'll forget it. Whereas you can find another way to adapt it into your life and make sure that you kind of do do it, you know? Because it's really easy to like forget about it and be like, oh, I don't have time for this. When really you can combine it in a more practical way and guarantee you have time for it. Or you can also call people, you know, even if it's while you're doing something. Like, for instance, I love calling people while I pack my bag for school the next day and just, like, catch up on their day and how they've been. I do this a lot with, like, my grandparents and my dad and sometimes friends when we have to catch up on, like, a gossip. But the way I see it, I have never regretted sacrificing work for quality time. Looking back, like, every time I sacrifice work, I end up getting it done or doing it later or whatever. But I feel like I couldn't get back those moments with these people, you know? I feel like you just really have to recognize things for what they are. And for me, it took a long journey, but I feel like I'm finally here. I just think it always has worked out in the end for me and it will for you too. And just don't forget what matters most in life. I am a very 
disciplined academic person and I love school, but that doesn't prevent me from seeing that the people around me are the greatest gifts I have and realistically they won't always be there whereas like my physics test textbook will so I need to make the most of the moments with the people that I have around me because I don't know how long they'll be there and I, that is a way of living life that brings me peace because I know if they die tomorrow that I did everything I could to kind of have them in my life and kind of like spend time with them so yeah I, I know we're going a bit dramatic but that's just the outlook that I've built for my life Laura says, talk about those projects you accept but low-key don't want to do. Ugh, I love this question. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for it because Laura and I are really similar and I can imagine that she's in a similar situation that I'm in. So let me tell you, first of all, there are so many of these projects, okay? So many of these projects I accept because of peer pressure, you know? If a teacher or a friend reaches out to me and is like, oh, do you want to do this? I'll feel like so honored that they asked me in the first place that I'm like, how on earth can I turn them down? And I'm very much a person that has a sia todo approach. Sia todo in Spanish means like yes to everything. And it's like what you say, you know, when when you're like having fun, and you're like, oh my gosh, yes. Um, and I feel like that's an approach I have to life. I say yes to every opportunity, as you can probably tell from like the other questions I've answered specifically today. I love like the spark that there is for an opportunity inside of everything so for me saying no is like a crime because it's like um like rejecting the potential of something you know and there's always this thought inside of me when i say yes to something that i know deep down i don't love telling me that like there's a possibility that you will end up loving this in the future that it isn't like what it seems and that you'll like grow on it um and that's not always the case but i mean sometimes it is I'm a person who kind of like lives life not believing and saying no and I know that kind of can be toxic but I love the idea of like being able to be surprised and to be surprised you have to say yes to things and the truth is you can learn from absolutely everything and mind you this can be how to do something and how not to do something you can learn from something you love and you can learn from something you hate because it shows you exactly what you don't want in life so you can learn from anything right so like what else would you do with that time you know if it's if you're worried about like a time commitment like even if you don't like it you'll be learning you know like what else would you be doing in that time like laying on your bed scrolling through instagram no you're gonna be productive or learning something or learning what you don't like like i feel like that's a more valuable way to spend your time even if it's something that you don't necessarily love and i feel like that is that can kind of be contradicted because it's different if you're at a point where you're already saturated and you restrict like the new stuff coming into your life for example back in like eighth grade i didn't have much on my plate at all because opportunities like um the opportunities that i got in my life started coming like at that point so at that point i said yes to everything i joined everything and some things i liked some things i didn't like And now that I'm older and that I continue living with these commitments, some of them that I picked up in eighth grade, and there are still offers for like new projects and new commitments, then I know that I'm not at a point where I can continue saying yes to everything because it's physically impossible. But at one point, I said yes to everything in the hopes of like what was what would stick, you know, and it's different now, you know, but I feel like I'm I'm so I'm so grateful to my past self for saying yes to everything. Like I wouldn't have wanted it any other way because people all the time say like 
especially in the college world of like extracurriculars like only do the projects that you genuinely care about people can tell you know it will be torture if you do things you don't like but i feel like even the things i didn't like even the things that didn't excite me i learned something from them i'm proud of myself for doing them i'm proud of myself for sticking through it and i feel like it was 100 percent worth it and yes like i will do it all over again and that's probably what's going to happen in college you know when i'm faced with a whole new ocean of possibilities and opportunities like i'm probably going to say yes to a bunch of things at the beginning and then figure out like where i want to narrow myself down so some examples of the projects that i like said yes to but didn't actually love (laughs) so i was invited to join like an initiative in my school of like a robotics thing but in my school because i had participated in like an inter-school one in the city that was like a really big deal so they were like oh my gosh they you probably know so much so come help us out and it was like a really different scale project like it was something like super different to what i had experienced in terms of like i don't want to say importance because everything's important but it was you know something like much less challenging and impressive and also with like a completely different group of people that you know a great part of like why i liked that big group of robotics was the people but now i was with like different people and just a much less exciting environment so it was a project that initially i didn't like and at the end i didn't like it felt kind of like a burden but i felt like a responsibility to the teachers who had asked me to help in that sense so that was one project that i accepted it without feeling like completely passionate about it and another one was a podcast invitation um i know that i'm not the pioneer of podcasting in medellin but i helped many podcasts come after i created mine and i helped many of them get started and like kind of get on their feet and what i always wanted was to build a strong community of podcasters here in medellin and so i feel like whenever i get an invitation like of course i have to say yes because how would it look if you know my mission was to build the podcasting community and then say no to like people who want to build it you know like it didn't make sense um it seemed like it wouldn't be loyal to my mission but at but <laughs> one of those invitations was with first of all a person that i wasn't compatible with and that i didn't get like the best vibes from and for a project that didn't resonate with my interests and that wasn't something like in my niche or something that i cared about that much to talk about so i ended up saying yes but just avoiding it altogether to the point where i haven't done it and i don't really plan on doing it um but again another situation where i said yes out of peer pressure even though I knew off the bat that it wasn't something I wanted deep down. (laughs) So I'm really glad I got this question because I feel like it's important to talk about these things, especially in a society where, you know, you and I are like so used to saying yes to everything and doing everything. Um, So yeah, I don't regret doing everything, but sometimes it, it, I mean, it all teaches you, you know? Time for the weekly favorites. This week, I bring to you a song, a Pinterest board, and a snack. So, the song is by the one and only Silvana Estrada, which is probably my favorite female artist ever. And um, she is Mexican. So, (laughs) I love Latin American singers because... Okay, how do I word this? Okay, so basically, um, Silvana Estrada released this new song called Marchita. And I love all of Silvana's songs, literally all of them. And this specific one got mentioned on the New York Times. And I love the description, like the way they, you know, talked about it. Because they identified something that I had, like, had trouble, that I had had trouble articulating. And it's basically that. Silvana Estrada, like so many other female singers from Latin America, for instance, like Natalia Lafourcade, 
their voice represents an agony that women in Latin America have, have had to face for centuries of just like pain and oppression. And it makes these beautiful songs, but that have so much wounds behind them. And it's something like really intense. And she talks about like her withering soul in the song. So it's a really like charged song in that sense but the vocals are like so beautiful and it's just she poured so much into herself for that song and so i love it i will be listening to it on repeat and i feel like the cover art is it's so beautiful i love it <laughs> um so yeah silvana Estrada is doing amazing things and i will love her forever the pinterest board is one i have called nails with random capitalization and it's basically where i put in all of my ideas for nails i love getting my nails done with unique designs so all of my inspiration comes from here and i'm getting my nails done on monday so i spent like tomorrow so i spent the whole week figuring out which ones i was going to do and picking and filtering and doing the selection process so i had a lot of time a lot of a fun time looking at that screen for hours no not hours but like <laughs> lots of minutes and lastly the snack is the pringles portions so not the like large tube but like the small like packets because my mom no my grandma got us a huge box of that and so i've been loving to like snack on it or put it in my lunchbox because it's like the perfect size it obviously leaves you wanting more but like objectively it's a good size and my favorite are the red ones the traditional ones of course duh um so yeah i've just loved like eating those and snacking on them they bring so much joy to my life pringles are the supreme chip they are so good they are so perfect i love them any like i don't know anybody who doesn't like pringles pringles are amazing <laughs> so yeah thanks for listening to my weekly favorites well that's about it for this episode i would like to clarify that i am not a specialist Everything I share is based off of my experience and what I've learned. Don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram at TheAST Podcast. I'm very active on there. It's a visually aesthetic platform built with interactive spaces for us. Please tag me on your stories and send me pics listening with your team. Also, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe. <laughs> Whatever your platform lets you do, it would help me out a lot. Because reviews are the only way I can start growing getting recommended to new people, and being included in rankings. Plus, I read reviews on here, so if you want to be featured, go on right ahead. Please spread this episode with any friends or family you think will like it. I would love it for you to share your thoughts on this podcast. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor or through my email, thestypodcast at gmail.com. You can reach out for business inquiries and set up sponsorships through there as well. Make sure to check out the show notes. There's a bunch of fun stuff listed down there alongside with links to everything I mentioned here today. Remember, you can join me every Thursday for a new episode, including the last one of every month with the guest and an additional bonus monthly Q&A. Thank you for your time and for joining me in my little corner of the internet. I appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in. Have a beautiful week and a wonderful existence.